Hi, this is Chris Westfall, and this is the Financial Executive Podcast. The new year may start out with a bang for lenders, but not in a good way. On the heels of the federal eviction moratorium expiration for most states that takes place in January, lenders may see a rise in commercial foreclosures, both on properties that had been in default before COVID-19 to cold and on properties that were vacated over the past year. In this episode of the podcast, we speak with Brendan Arnott, Senior Vice President at Chubb Insurance, about what risks lenders and other financial institutions need to keep in mind when taking ownership of a growing vacant property portfolio. Brendan, uh, thanks thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, obviously, this is something that um, a lot of financial institutions, institutions are dealing with when it comes to their involvement in commercial property. So I want to sort of level set the, the, um, uh, the field right now to understand where we are. So I want to, my first question is, what are you seeing in terms of commercial foreclosures? Um, is there an uptick? during the pandemic? Chris, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, the time. Uh, we've actually been a little surprised that uh, there hasn't been more commercial foreclosures uh, as we've you know, made our way through the pandemic. Um, I think we anticipated after the moratoriums were, were listed that there may be uh, more, uh, but it really hasn't played out as much as we thought it would, you know, particularly after what we saw in earlier financial crises um, you know, a decade or, or so ago where uh, there were significant amounts of both residential and commercial real estate uh, went into foreclosure and uh, uh, took a number of years to, to play out uh, um, those properties to uh, back into the, the marketplace away from the financial institution ownership. Uh, but do you think that's mainly because of all the liquidity that was pushed into the system over the past year through various government programs? It certainly could have it. I think there's also probably a, a public relations uh, um Issue with with financial institutions. Uh, anytime you go to a foreclosure, it's uh, um, uh, you know difficult, it's emotional for the for the borrowers, yeah. et cetera. And you know, so the public, uh, um, you know, through social media and then just general media, um, you know, there's a fine line that financial institutions have to walk, walk these days. So you know, you you haven't seen as much as we've seen in previous cycles. But where are you seeing where you do see particular on commercial foreclosures? Are there any regions or industries do you see that are most impacted right now? We've really seen it from what we've seen is more of a national uh, basis. Obviously, the pandemic is doesn't know state boundaries or, or, or city boundaries, um, and it's very particular to the borrower's business, their geography, and and the uh, um, the relationships they have with their financial institutions if they're being able to to work out um, anything, but. As you walk around you know, Main Street America, I think you see a lot more retail establishments um, yeah. being vacant. I certainly know in my, in my town, um, you know, retail is, is probably the area that, that's, that's most vacant. And then, uh, you know, a, a little bit of, uh, of restaurants as well. Much more difficult to see for the man on the street, you know, what's happening in commercial office buildings. But uh, uh, you've got to guess that there's a, a, a number of certainly vacant, if not un, you know, just unoccupied buildings as, as people continue to work from home. So uh, I guess, how do you delineate between um, what's vacant and what's just not being used to, you know, because of uh, their work from home orders or, I mean, do, does, does, 
do the tenants have to give, you know, I'm vacating this property that that sort of notice? A good question. I think that the difference between that an unoccupied um, versus a, a vacant building is that the tenant is still responsible for um, you know, the upkeep of the inside of the of the, the building. The building owner is still there. There's probably still facilities people checking on the building on a regular mm-hmm. basis. The heat is still maintained. As you know, even with um, at home. Uh, Options for people. There are still people working in most uh, establishments now. Uh, you know, a, a vacant building is exactly that. The only person that's probably checking on it is the owner or their representative. To that, there's no tenants, uh, which you know, the tenants are often confined uh, a, a property loss situation a lot earlier than uh, the the owner of the building because obviously they're there. So I think that. Although unoccupied, there is still a lot more people eyes on the ground than there are in a, a true vacancy situation. And from a vacant property point of view, it is generally emptied of all personal property. Um, people know that it's vacant. Uh, mm. You can look look in the window. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly you know, from a, a retail point of view, as an example, that there's nothing there, and um, it's unlikely to be to be people there. So. Um- when you talk about vacancies, you know, they're obviously the, you know, the financial institutions are sort of, for lack of a term, on the hook for those uh, properties. Uh, what are the risks to financial institutions and their properties during these types of vacancies? I think there's five main uh, risks to financial institutions with regard to, to their foreclosure portfolio. One is, is property risk. Uh, second would be a liability risk. Third, which is often forgot as a reputational risk. Uh, fourth would be financial. And then fifth would be employee safety. Hmm. Uh, so if we talk about each of those in general, uh, the property risks are probably what people think about most. Uh, fires, vandalism, water damage, uh, things like that that uh, are quite common. What we've found is that uh, in generally across our commercial portfolio, but particularly in in uh, uh, vacancies, water damage is our third largest uh, claim there. Hmm. Average is about $89,000 um, in occupied buildings. Uh, vacancy, vacant buildings is, is much higher than that. Uh, I was looking at some uh, uh, vacancy uh, statistics on fire. There's about 30,000 fires in vacant buildings, hmm. uh, which is significantly higher than um, uh, those in occupied buildings, there's about 3,000 injuries to the firefighters in those vacant buildings. Uh, the the number of, of intentionally set fires in vacant buildings is multiples of those of, of occupied buildings. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, uh, issues that, that go along with that. And one interesting statistic is that, you know, it's probably not surprising that, that the arson type intentionally set fires happen on the weekends and right. after six o'clock when nobody's around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think financial institutions, maybe we'll touch on this a little bit later. There's a lot of things they can do to uh, help uh, mitigate their property loss. From a liability point of view, there's a bit of an attractive nuisance, particularly around children. Uh, looking at, at vacant buildings and, and, and wanting to get in them right. uh, as well. Uh, you have a squatter issue. Uh, you have realtors entering the building trying to, to lease it or sell it for the financial institution as well. 
I said reputational. I think that's one area that uh, probably doesn't get uh, uh, as much traction as, as it probably needs to, to get. And it's not necessarily insurable. It's how the financial institution is viewed in the, within the world it operates. You right. know, that has a lot of foreclosures. Um, now, how are they maintaining it? Are they cutting the grass? Are they removing the snow? Are they fixing any damage uh, to that? Um, are they selling it as quickly as possible? Um, now, granted, that's probably more on a residential basis than necessarily commercial because commercial tends to be, you know, out, outside of the, the eyesight of the, the general consumer, but it does, uh, it, it is applicable to, to commercial as well. And some cities and states actually passed ordinances after the financial or during the financial crisis really about the minimum maintenance that uh, financial institutions had to do to, uh, keep, uh, their foreclosures, um, you know, uh, well-maintained um, as well. So I think that's important. Financial point of view, the longer the financial institution carries the the property, the, the more costly it is. They still have to pay uh, taxes on the property. They still have to maintain utilities, heat, um, power, water in, in some instances, uh, security systems, um, and just general maintenance around that. And then employee safety. Um, or contractors that are having to cut, to go onto the premises, uh, you know, fix problems that are, exist, uh, general maintenance that, that has to be there. We've had situations where, uh, employees and or other third parties have, have gone into foreclosures and they've been so dilapidated that balconies have collapsed. Um, you know, walls have, uh, uh you know, walls aren't as, as stable, flooring is, is rotted, and people have, have injured themselves falling through that, staircases, things like that. So there's a lot of uh, um, both employee and third-party exposures that they have to be uh, worried about. Money is the lifeblood of an organization, and it's up to finance to keep it flowing. It's you who does the day-to-day work of seeing the future, planning for it, then making it happen. You're not just managing the company's money, You are, in a critical way, shaping the company's strategy. And the systems you rely on have to keep up and keep improving. SAP helps you continuously transform finance so you can continuously transform your company. With SAP, you move beyond the basics of everyday ERP to intelligent ERP, bringing innovation and creativity across your finance organization and out to the rest of the business. Why? Because modern finance has to keep looking forward. It can't afford the delays that happen when you and your data are jumping from system to system. With intelligent ERP from SAP, you can embrace the permanent finance revolution, combining continuous improvement with flexibility and speed to keep business moving forward faster in the cloud. To learn more, visit www.sap.com slash finance or look for the link in this episode's show notes.
Well, I can uh, say to you as a layman, I'm totally freaked out by the, the risks that you just listed. It's, uh, I, you know, you think about it, you never go that deep into it, but I'm sure our listeners and our members um, are sort of tuned into it. So what are, what are the, how can financial institutions protect their properties during these sort of vacancy periods? I think the real, uh, real issue is, is, is visitation to the properties, either by themselves or their property manager representatives. Mm. Now, if the financial institution themselves doesn't have uh, their own expertise in property management, and a lot of them don't, right. uh, because that's not what their business is, uh, they should get a you know a very competent property manager uh, that has the ability to um, check on on um, check on the buildings on a very regular basis. Um, make it, you know, let the neighborhood know that, uh, you know, people are there, that there's, it's not just left and, and, and trying to sell it. Some jurisdictions require that a notice is put up that this is a foreclosure. Mm. Uh, so everybody, right. you know, can see that. Um, so visitation is, is, is the key. Um, and obviously making it, uh, you know, changing the locks, uh, maintaining security. If there's a security system, uh, putting up a fence in some instances or maintaining a fence, um, making sure that, uh, you know, lighting is still on, uh, that, uh, uh, you know, much easier to get into a dark building uh, when there's no outside lighting when there's a, a, a fully lit build, building. Uh, things like that are, are very easy. Maintaining the building for what it is. Uh, from an internal point of view, shut off the water where it's not needed. Make sure the heat and electricity is on to maintain um you know, if the water is, is still on, if there's fire protection systems, sprinklers, they're still maintained and the heat in the building is still there. If there are water sensors in the building, that they're still uh, maintained and operational uh, to some sort of central station alarm. Security systems are maintained, again, with a, uh, a central station alarm. Um, as I said, intentionally lit fires are uh, probably the number one cause of, uh, um, of loss in, in vacant buildings. Um, and, you know, they obviously can be quite... Con- quite significant, they can uh, uh, obviously burn down the building. But in some instances, that fire becomes a liability as well. It uh, certainly spreads to surrounding properties that uh, creates a liability for the bank. And then there's also injury to, uh, to first responders as, as they're entering the building. Um, clean out the building, uh, make sure that any hazardous uh, materials are removed or uh, secured. Uh, windows are, are locked, windows are replaced uh, if they're broken. Um, you know, a lot of the, the things that you would do at your own home if there was a right. if there was a problem. Um, um, you know, uh, so the visitation is the key um, because a, a small loss, when discovered quickly, remains a small loss. A, a small loss um, that uh, isn't discovered becomes a, a large loss very quickly, particularly as the, the weather turns cooler in uh, you know some parts of the country. Um, you know, a simple water damage loss becomes uh, right. a significant frozen pipe uh, um, issue, as we as we probably can guess. So, one question I want to follow up with is, you know, there's been it's been a while since the last com- really significant commercial real estate downturn uh, and you know increased vacancies in this country. Do you think there's enough institutional knowledge in the financial institutions that do lend out to commercial to sort of understand these risks? I think there's a lot of institutional knowledge in, the, in a lot of uh, industries. It's whether that institutional knowledge is, is shared um, 
uh, amongst its uh, um, uh, constituents within within companies. To be honest, yeah. Um, and it's it's I think it depends on the, the financial institution itself. Uh, going from community banks to, to Fortune One banks, there's going to be a, a lot uh, different. One, institutional knowledge, and um, two, foreclosure knowledge, uh, and three, the you know the uh, resources that goes to to managing that, whether it's internal or external, uh, on that basis. I think the key to financial institutions, if they don't have the, the knowledge, or they reach out to their agent or broker, they reach out to their insurer. Um, they reach out to their own property managers and there's a ton of resources out there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it free on, on companies' websites, including Chubbs. Um, and, but their agents and brokers can certainly help them uh, significantly in, in securing and maintaining uh, vacant properties if they don't have the knowledge themselves. You know, obviously, I mean, Chubb, coming from an insurer's perspective, what are the insurance applications for financial institutions that are taking ownership of vacant properties? Yes, the financial, the uh, the insurance implications are, are quite different from insuring their own own uh, property. Uh, it costs more to to insure uh, uh, foreclosures, uh, certainly vacant foreclosures. The perils that are insured against uh, are significantly less for insuring uh, um, foreclosures than they are uh, the regular uh, uh, property. Uh, the, ba- the 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 loss payment basis. It's probably not going to be a replacement cost, which is is generally what uh, uh, is on their own own property. It's going to be more of a financial interest or actual cash value. Deductibles are, are higher, uh, and the period of time that uh, an insurer is willing to to insure a building um, can be limited as well. Now that's going to differ amongst insurers um, mm. as well. The, the key is to, to have a relationship with your insurer and be able to tell. The story of, of what they think is on the horizon, what is is currently um, in their portfolio, and the best way to uh, uh, to insure it, and the and the way that they manage those properties so that uh, um, uh, the, the chance of risk is reduced. So I guess you know, beg the question. I mean, in particular, I mean, what is Chubb saying in terms of claims when it comes to these these properties? As I said, our number our number three is internal water damage. Oh, okay. So uh, number one is is uh, and, and then fire and um, uh, you know weather related claims, particularly uh, hail and, and wind, hmm. will be the, the top three. Then you get into sort of uh, vandalism, um, you know, claims. They can generally be uh, um, on the smaller. Um, scale unless it gets into a fire situation uh, and then theft yeah. um, of if there's any personal property left uh, in there but then you get the theft of building components you know copper pipes right uh, any appliances uh, you know uh, HVAC systems things like that uh, are, are readily stolen um, as well but the, the big the, the big loss numbers are going to be fire uh, wind hail and, and water damage. Um, that you're going to see. And I assume there's sort of a, uh, uh, a cadence to that, especially, you know, during, you know, hurricane season, catastrophe periods, you know, regions that are subject to wildfire, those will all be sort of uh, different types of risks for those those regions. 
Oh, that's absolutely true. If you think of the the big catastrophe type uh, perils that we talk about, flood is everywhere. Right. Um, earthquake is in, is, is in, in certain regions of, of the country. Uh, brush fire tends to be more out west, but there is certainly enough brush fires. There's brush fires recently in North Carolina and New Jersey and yeah. Florida. Uh, and then wind hail. And what we've seen is that traditional uh, tornado belt uh, it seems to be shifting uh, um, east um, right. uh, over time. W- what we saw in in 2020, there were $22 billion uh, weather climate events. This year through October, there was 18. And just what happened uh, last weekend uh, certainly gives the indication of how devastating uh, tornadoes can be um, across communities. Well, there's a lot to think about. Is there... What are the issues that we haven't talked about that that financial institutions need to claim, you know think about when they're talking about or planning for a vacant properties going in the future? One key area is the relationship they have with their insurer and their agents and brokers. Mm-hmm. Articulate what's go, going on. Ask for help if uh, or, or guidance if uh, uh, if they need it. Uh, as I said, get in there early. Uh, visit it regularly, uh, make sure that uh, it, it, it's secured, it's, uh, it's, it's cleaned up, um, and, and you know, realize what, uh, what the exposures are. We, we, again, we talked about uh, you know, weather-related uh, you know, fire, arson, things like that. But you brought up a good point is where you are in the country could absolutely add different uh, exposures right. to um, you know, somebody in Michigan is, is somebody is going to be different to somebody in Florida. Um, so, you know, acknowledge what your exposures are, whether it's brush or, or, or coastal wind, and put procedures in place that uh, are going to minimize that. Uh, as I said, Chubb has, has plenty of resources on our website, as I'm sure uh, uh, their agents uh, have uh, the ability to help them um, know what the exposures are and address them um, as much as they can. Great. This has been a great conversation, and thanks for, for detailing, uh, you know, something that isn't always on the front of mind of a lot of institutions. So thank you very much. Chris, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.